0: Welcome to the Creator Spotlight, the interview portion of the Spotlight here on Fightful. I, as always, am Steven Jensen, joined with Jeremy Lambert. And today, our guests are here to talk about Fight Pro, which is a new promotion or a promotion that's new to IWTV starting on June 6th. It's going to be exclusive over there, 13 episodes. We have not only the event manager, Ernie Osiris, here, we also have Logan easton Larue. Thank you both for joining us very much. How are you all doing
1: today? i'll defer to logan first i'm doing great
2: uh i'm here with you guys ready to talk about fight pro and to spread the word about how sweet i am <laughs> <laughs> and i too am well guys
1: thanks for having us on we really appreciate it
0: yeah yeah we
3: thank you for joining, you for joining us. us we appreciate it yes
0: absolutely um fight pro uh looks uh very interesting I've, I've i've been doing some research and uh seeing what you guys got going on and um if, if, Ernie, if you want to kind of just start off by telling people a little bit about the company, because I love the the concept here with like the divisions and the different, uh, you know, opportunities of getting towards the title belt and um, everything you got going um, with, with Fight Pro. So, right. So
1: Prince Nana is the owner and promoter of Fight Pro. And right. he had come up with this. He, we all sat down one day, we figured out like, what could we do to make wrestling not better, but how could we be different from everything else? Cause everything you see on the independence is roughly the same. Everything you see on national TV is roughly the same. So we were trying to go in a different direction and that's when we came up with fight pro um, you know, fight pro is based on rules. Um, if you break certain rules, there are violations for other rules. There are disqualifications. Um, it's based on a sports, uh, a sports structure. So basically it's season based. So we start every, every first episode is usually our draft episode, which will also introduce how, how the operation works. And then as you go on, you'll see, we have three divisions, our hybrid division, which is uh, our men's division, which is basically the general rule set for all of fight. And then there is the grapplers division, which is our women's division, which gets a little more specific into rules as well as our tag team division. We try to keep the three divisions, uh, two, three divisions, basically. And then, you know, you have your division alternates. If some, if a fighter can't show up one day or if they have to bow out because of other obligations or commitments, we have alternates that fill in those spots. Because, again, just like independent pro wrestling, everybody's looking for that opportunity, and we try to provide that opportunity in as many ways as possible.
3: So the concept, I mean, seems kind of a little bit like MMA, uh, with, with the divisions and everything. Like how much MMA influence is there when it comes to the alignments of, of the company? So
1: <clears throat> honestly, everything is more or less professional wrestling based. I mean, the, the idea was not so much MMA. It was thinking like sports do, right? So in football, you get a flag. Or in soccer, you get a card. It's kind of like the same thing in fight. Our referees wear red wristbands. So when somebody uh, when somebody uh, ha- gets an infraction or a violation, the referee will throw up the red wristband stating to the people in the audience that there was an infraction that was had, whether it was hair pulling or a punch to the face or uh, manipulation of the trunks or tights or gear. Um, and then for the fans at home, we have a lower third bar, uh, which has our time limit, the names of each each fighter. And then you get... You get four violations, basically. So the first one is a warning, which is like your yellow card. And then the next three are red cards, basically, which are your violations. And down on the lower third, on the bottom of each fighter, you will see four dashes. And they will actually light up so people will know at home. And they will also see at home what, was, what happened to that, in, to that fighter, what caused that violation. So it'll like pop up, warning, hair pulling uh violation punch to the face you know so everybody can see what's actually going on and visualize and translate properly to everybody at home
0: yeah um logan i've been following your career for quite a while um you know i actually i know you've been uh, you've been a wrestler for a long time but i actually saw you uh live geez years ago now i saw you at southern underground pro against alley cat like forever ago now it feels like in uh, nashville and um i followed your career ever since um and how did you get involved with Fight Pro?
2: Um, I know the inv- manager here, Ernie Osiris. I also have a very special relationship with Prince Nana. Could be King Nana if he keeps trying. Uh, and through that, I think they knew what a great athlete I was. So I was contacted to be in Fight Pro. And you'll see just how that works out when it airs on IWTV. Yeah, that would have been so long ago. Uh, unfortunately, I don't know that up is running anymore they so
0: hi, so we actually just we interviewed kevin q just the other week actually coincidentally enough and they're in a spot right now where obviously vif is super busy as a tag team mm-hmm. but then um uh they're just looking for a venue it sounds like right now because um i guess like live nation has taken over um basement east and a lot of the venues in nashville so it's just harder to book wrestling i guess now than it was before um so they are still running it sounds like but it's been like a year since they've won a show
2: okay yeah that was a lot of fun uh, Alley cat snuck one on me but
0: <laughs> yeah I, I remember I remember that um I mean actually I, I do want to talk a little bit more about your career as well and I want to talk more about fight pro we'll, we'll kind of try to mend the two but um you know I mean I'm, I'm familiar with blank as well I mean I want I, can can you tell people about this or is this something that, that's I've totally to this guy
2: yeah okay. I- You've
0: Heard of this guy? Okay, I've I've heard of this guy as well. Didn't know if that was something that you wanted to just touch on it or not. Because I I say I've heard,
2: I'm pretty familiar with his career. So if you have questions about blank, I can try to help you.
0: (laughs) I was wondering what the status of blank's career potentially is if we might see them pop up. Because blank has a guy, I, I remember seeing blank get a win over Orange Cassidy, a straight up pinfall win over Orange Cassidy once, and like I remember ever since then being like. I think big things are coming for Blank, and then Blank kind of comes and goes, you know. And I just, I just wasn't—I just really wasn't sure. I figured he would be the guy to ask, but you know, I was hundred
2: percent. hes, uh, he's kind of like PT Anderson or some of these other like great directors that'll like <laughs> project and then take half a decade. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay,
3: fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, Jeremy, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask about the the deal with with IWTV and kind of how how that came together with, with Fight Pro. So I'll throw that to Ernie. Um. So <laughs> it was. It's funny because
1: when we started uh, the idea of how were we going to distribute this to everybody was the big topic of uh, or the big question really. Um, at first, we were trying to do it on our own, and it's just it's very hard to reach people, whether it be through like YouTube or even just through our website or, uh, for ourselves. Um, and then Nana and the, uh, the management team kind of came up with the idea of, well, let's shop it around. Let's see what happens. And, you know, at first we were hesitant towards IWTV. And the only reason being was because there's so much content on IWTV. It's just, we didn't want to get lost in the shuffle. Um, but after sitting down and talking with them, we, we figured out it was the best home possible for fight. I mean, they've gone above and beyond to whether it be a commercial for us or a trailer to launch, um, uh, helping us with, with media, whatever it was, they, they really were on board with this idea and this concept. It was something original to them and they thought it would help their brand, I guess, as much as it would help us. And, uh, hopefully, you know, when, uh, when it debuts June 6th, everybody's going to see that, you know, this is, this really is a unique concept. Um, We've always, for myself at least, I've always wanted to see what wrestling would look like in a sports atmosphere, basically. And we do our best to provide that. You know, I mean, you're going to see like we get into like wild card rounds, we get into the playoffs where there's a tournament, basically, um, and then we get into our championship finals. You know, but um, everything is really centered around trying to be as sports centric as possible with. Also understanding that, you know, it's professional wrestling and professional wrestling has to be the, the, at first, uh, the top priority, basically. So, um, but yeah, IWTV was, was very eager to, uh, to have us as much as we were eager to realize that this was going to be a great home for us. When it's a,
0: it's a, um, a tall task too. I mean, 13 episodes, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of content to be putting out there, but IWTV, it's like a proven formula. If you have a good product, like beyond, uh, wrestling and then, uh, with so- Southies first, how they did beyond, or, um, I always call it beyond wrestling on charter territory how out have habit, but, right. um, but, uh, you know, they, the weekly episodic type, I, um, action wrestling has done things similar as well on the platform, uh, weekly television and stuff. Um, So what are kind of maybe some of the challenges of doing like a 13 week show? And then also, I don't know if you mentioned this already or not, but like how many matches could you expect per episode?
1: So we started, um, we started with doing like basically live to tape shows. And when we did that, we were doing six or seven, um, six or seven matches in an episode basically. So we took like basically a full card, we six or seven matches, tops. Um, but now, you know, with time limits and we actually, with our sponsors too, which is a big deal, we've provided commercials for our sponsors. You're going to watch this and there's going spo- to be commercials for our sponsors. There's going to be advertisements. It's almost going to be like you're watching like on AEW or a Monday Night Raw on IWTV. Um, but our shows generally range from anywhere from 90 minutes to two hours. So um we wanted to make sure that we weren't losing audience either, you know, because again, when you get into three hours, when you end up four hours, it's it just becomes another independent wrestling show. And uh we wanted to make sure that, you know, the matches everybody was watching were were great matches, but also we have time constraints as well, and we tried to keep it to that. Um I'd say the hardest part for all of this was uh, was gathering talent, I think, because you had to have we had to have contingency plans for talent who got booked elsewhere. Right. You know, you'll see uh, we're very transparent Um, when somebody forfeits. We give the exact reason why they forfeited their spot. You know, we're not we're not making a story out of it. It's not. Uh, it's not like oh, we're not trying to undermine anybody either. But we wanted to be as transparent as possible, like any sport. Somebody gets injured, they got injured, so they had to forfeit their spot. Somebody ha- you know gets a call up to AEW or WWE. Well, you know they got called up. They had to forfeit their spot. I mean, it's very, it's very simple. But to have the contingency plan to follow that—that that was the—that was the difficult test. And uh, our team really. Took to that challenge and everything very much is very fluent when you watch you'll see like it still makes sense right somebody's out somebody's in it still makes sense it's not up in the air of what the heck just happened here so uh, i think that was the most challenging part of doing all 13 episodes
3: have you gotten any uh feedback from from the wrestlers as far as how the rules work how the formats work because Look, I love the sports presentation of wrestling. I think wrestling could use more of that, uh, but there is obviously wrestling is sports entertainment. You got to have your comedy segments and, and things like that, uh, especially if, if like it's national television. So have you gotten feedback from wrestlers of like, Hey, I really like that. It's this conduce when it comes to sports, but maybe we can expand on something here.
0: And how, how do you like it? Logan also like, how do you like the, the format of being a wrestler yourself?
2: Uh, it's, Sometimes it's a little more difficult. However, I think having those parameters and having rules, it actually, like, I think for a lot of wrestlers in their minds, it limits what they can do. Whereas I think it actually expands it because if the rules matter and, you know, your frame is important, you have more, it, you can really focus on what the story, being to, or the action that's happening, the win you're trying to get, what you're trying to do to win, as opposed to like, uh pulling out a chair or I won't stop using the rope until the referee pulls me back or this or that. And like when there is, there's the real fear as a viewer and as a wrestler of like, you might get disqualified. You might have to forfeit this. And I do think to some degree, especially with a lot of independent wrestling now and wrestling on TV now, frankly, that's lost. So um, I think a lot of the wrestlers took it as a challenge, but kind of a welcome challenge and like an exciting um, opportunity, maybe even to go along with the challenge. I don't know if that makes sense, but
0: no, it does. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Sure. There we go. Um, and has that been kind of Ernie, has that been kind of like the consensus? I don't know what Logan's saying. Yeah.
1: Um our biggest concern as always, as you see, is we didn't want the referee to be a third wheel. You know, the referee the referee has always been the other dance partner in that in that ring, right? And to make it work, you need that third dance partner. I don't I don't care who you are, you know, it, it really works best when there's three parties working together to make something happen. Um, in terms of in terms of the uh, in terms of the rules, I mean the idea was strategy, right? Nobody's saying you can't bend the rules but <laughs> it's really about how you use them to your advantage. maybe you don't use them at all. maybe maybe that's that's the way you want to run the whole season. but you know we have a rule and this is this is something that is actually new to, professional wrestling uh we have the ring out rule right so if you leave the ring on your own accord with both feet touching the ground that's that's a violation it's a warning or a violation depending on where you're at and in your uh, infractions so again like you can take the time out but we want to keep the we want to keep the uh match going in the ring so maybe you do take the time out i don't know but the on the flip side is if you go for a dive that is also considered a ring out. So now, now that dive is more sacrificial to how the match goes and where you go in your match, you know? Um, maybe, it, maybe it benefits you. Maybe it doesn't. You know, another, another part of the uh, infraction rules is if you go to the time limit draw, the person with the least infractions... So a time limit draw, both people get a point. But then there's a split decision point. And that's for the person who has the least infractions. So if you have the least infractions at the end of the match, you get an extra point, which hopefully will elevate you in the rankings in the, uh, in the long run. So again, breaking the rules, I don't know. That's really up to the person to decide whether or not it's beneficial. I like that. I like that concept.
0: And it sounds like every point is going to matter a lot throughout the season. So right. Like so
1: uh, you get four points for, an, uh, for a referee stoppage. So it's whether it's a TKO or a knockout, whatever the case may be. It's three points for a pin or submission. It's two points for a countout or a forfeit. And a forfeit happens when somebody reaches their max violations. Once they hit all four violations, that's it. The match is over. They lose the match. And the winner is the person, obviously, who didn't hit four, four, uh, four violations. And then you get the one point for the draw. Plus, if you get a split decision, then you get the extra point. And then you lose a point if you get disqualified. I love it.
3: Um, oh, Jeremy, do you have a question? Go ahead. Yeah. Do, do we have a studio show for this? Because as a fan of all the real sports, like yep. every, everyone has a studio show. So do we have a studio show for this? So in the beginning, uh, well,
1: I should say it like this. What we we did this season, and I think what we are going to do for seasons to come, is we work with dojos. So we work with uh, different places. We worked with uh, super crazy pro wrestling in the beginning. Then in the middle of the season, you see a change of scenario, and we work with the Worldwide Wrestling Dojo and Cheeseburger. And um, at the end of the season, you're going to see we take it to the Monster Factory. And the reason we took it to the Monster Factory was because they – everything has to grow right as you're, you're starting from the ground and working your way up. So we wanted our, our last show to be this, you know, spectacle of the show and they have the entrance, they have the fog machines, they got, they got everything there. So, uh, that was where we decided to go from there. Our, my, our goal in the future is to really work with other dojos around us. You know, um, I saw that, uh, drew drew Gulak's opening catch point up in Philly. um, there's a couple other places that we really want to start having working relationships with and using their students and other talents as well uh, as top tier independent talents and combining all that under one roof. So is it a studio setting? No, but you'll see it feels like you're in a studio setting, especially when we get into the worldwide wrestling dojo.
3: Oh, no, what I'm asking, what I, what, I, what I need out of all this is like I need like inside the NBA, like you got Ernie chuck shack like breaking down all the matches like breaking down all the strategy and everything like i needed to throw to the booth like that's that's what i need from this with the real sports feel
1: so it's funny you mentioned that our first episode is called the fight insider and that is where everybody's going to get acclimated to the concept and um the we're going to have our draft episode our draft selections there it's a three-round draft but it's so funny you said inside the NBA because that's what we wanted the fight insider to feel like inside the NBA. So you're going to see a bunch of talking heads. Uh, you know, it's it's a lot of people who have been friends for a very long time. And um, I think it's going to be enjoyable. And during the season as well, you're going to see our first episode of something called the round rundown, which is going to be like part in the interruption almost. Um, and that's going to be like those quick, fast, you know, uh, opinions and suggestions on every on everything that's gone on what we hope is in season two that along with enter the fight which is our our signature show we're going to have the round rundown uh on a different day that basically covers what every everything that happened on that previous round
3: i mean you Very sold cool. me on all of this so far. <laughs> I, mean, I, I must say as a, as a fan of just real sports and who thinks wrestling could use a little bit more of that it sounds like you guys are doing this the right way when it comes to that and i appreciate that because like a lot of some companies have tried to do this kind of concept but then it's like oh well it's wrestling we got to go into the sports entertainment side so it sounds like you guys are doing this the right way i'm sold i'm sold on it very cool yeah i um, am kind of speaking of that um
0: logan i know you got a big match coming up on june 25th against a guy who's known kind of for like a pure rules style of wrestling in this kind of being similar in a lot of ways with like the structure and the rule set um you're gonna be wrestling um Rhett titus and i'm really looking forward to that um what are your thoughts heading into this and is this a matchup that you're also looking forward to
2: yeah i'm definitely looking forward to it my thoughts are i mean he definitely has sorry that's my dog. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like red either but uh uh, uh Re- Obviously, is very well-versed in the pure rules sense, but I think I've done pretty well for myself uh, getting to this match with Rhett. Me and Rhett actually have a decent amount of history. Uh, I think my third match, Rhett ran in and gave me a big boot and hit me with a move at the time that was called the Muff Driver. I was like 15. Uh, (laughs) The Prince William County Grounds in Virginia. Uh, Shortly after that, me and Rhett wrestled in a cage match in an abandoned department Store in uh, Stanton, Virginia, which is bizarre. I have, I still have scar on my hand from that dilapidated cage. Uh, so me and Red have a lot of history. I think he definitely has more experience with the pure rules, but I think I might be a little bit better at playing with them than he thinks or he is.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. You because you I I don't always trust cagematch.com, but I think it was I think it said that you were
2: you debuted in like 2009. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, my first match was 2008, but I was 17. So, I, I mean, I think officially, yes, 2009.
0: Gotcha. And, and who and who trained you and, and got you kind of, you know, got you into the business and everything?
2: So, I was trained by uh, Jimmy Cicero, Bobby Shields, John Kerman, and Christian York back at a place called Kaida. Uh, that's where Mia Yim, I, sorry, I can't remember what her current call yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My group and Nyla Rose was, as well, uh, but yeah, it was good. I mean, unfortunately that school closed, I think in 2009 and like I said, in Virginia, I couldn't wrestle until I turned 18. It was pretty much as soon as my birthday happened, the school closed and stopped running shows. So well,
0: who, who were some of your favorite wrestlers when you got into wrestling? Cause obviously you must've been a fan at a pretty young age. If you wanted to start doing it, you know, as a teenager,
2: yeah, totally. Um for me it was like Jeff Hardy, Sting, HBK. If they were like painted up or did like jumping moves, usually more guys. <laughs> which is funny compared to how I wrestle now. But like super baby face. I mean Shawn Michaels, I guess, is not, but like Sting and Jeff Hardy, <laughs> Rey Mysterio a little bit. Those guys sure. definitely
3: uh you logan you've made a handful of appearances on on AEW dark you teamed with Brett titus on on AEW dark so uh a I, couple of questions team fight <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a couple of questions on that one how did all that come together and then two what do you make of dark kind of now being done with and you know a lot of independent wrestlers have gotten some exposure from that and now they'll kind of lose out on that exposure so uh yeah both those questions
2: yeah uh how did it come about i like Through my travels, like I said, my wrestling school closed down. So basically, since I was 19, I've been a vagabond, a nomad in independent wrestling. So I I have appeared in a lot of places. And the benefit to that, though, is you meet a lot of people doing that. And hopefully, you know, you guys have a good match or they're impressed with you in some way and you make contact. So basically just contacts through independent wrestling led to AEW through lots of people I've known in Shikara, especially. And then Sanjay Dutt. I'm sorry, he came from my school as well. He didn't do any training, but he kind of progressed it as well. Uh, and then with Dark Closing, I, I do really think it's a bummer because it was a great opportunity just for really, like, every level of independent wrestling. Like, you'd see people on there who are pretty new and maybe, like, arguably not ready for the bigger stage. But how do you learn other than getting on those shows? And then you see other guys, like... Uh, even like red Titus or myself who have been around red obviously has been on bigger stages, but who have been around for a long time to finally kind of get that opportunity to show more of the world. That being said, I don't know that the views were super high for dark or elevation. They probably wouldn't have canceled them if they were killing it. But I do think it's a bummer that, uh, that was a good opportunity for a lot of people and, uh, even for their own guys in AEW to get the reps in. So I'm curious where the, the new show and all that stuff goes and, where that leaves independent wrestling. So that I think that was a huge benefit, honestly, to independent wrestling while those shows were on.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm. It's looking like you know, Ring of Honor can kind of be like that hybrid of like what Dark kind of was, almost like that in between between AEW and 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 whatever the independent scene, I guess, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um. So I, I think there's a lot of cool opportunity there with what they're doing. Um, and that's kind of a good, uh, kind of a tie in with like what Ernie was saying with a show like this, because, you know, you yourself, you know, you are getting appearances on AEW for, for, you know, Ernie's going to have to be ready for, 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 uh, the intangibles throughout the season <laughs> to make sure this thing, this thing, uh, goes all the way through. But, um, are you, can you speak to race Jackson at all or no?
2: Yeah, I'm aware of his career. I
0: okay. Know. Okay. I, I'm just so, I'm, I'm fascinated by somebody this creative that has this many, you know avenues different different things going on what like why like because you made a pretty big pivot like logan Easton larue is much different than race jackson um like like i guess just like why like like why like why the change why the the like I, like, I, i i don't know how else to ask other than just like because it's so it's so different
2: sure yeah so basically race jackson came about because he had done a mike quackenbush seminar like a year before and like it was cool learned a lot of stuff Uh nothing really came of it. Uh and then a year later I got or race got a call from somebody and basically was like, Hey, can you be Owen Hart? And Race said, I'll try. Uh they basically (laughs) everything in the gimmick was kind of already there. They just needed a body and race didn't really know how to be energetic and was frankly race was typically more of a rule breaker bad guy than a super energetic babyface. But like I said, uh, I think Race also grew up a huge sting in HBK. <laughs> <laughs> and so he did his best. It didn't always work, especially in the beginning. Like there was some, uh, some Roman Reigns, like John Cena type <laughs> hatred for that NRG group. I don't know if you watched yeah. regularly, but it was very. <laughs> the first car appearance was King of Trios, and uh, NRG was booed against the Ice Creams very, very badly. <laughs>
0: It's funny that you brought that because I am thank you for saying all that because I I didn't I didn't know how much you would want to elaborate on that I I I, I do I'm familiar with um kind of like the message board era of like all this and there you 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 I'm sure you're familiar there were a lot of fans that that like went from I hate this Crash Jackson guy to I like Logan Easton like there was a lot of those people that did not like Crash Jackson but they love what you do as Logan so I just think it's <laughs> I, I I saw that shift happen so that's kind of why I wanted to ask you
2: yeah I, that was like so as logan up until that point uh i had been i would say more or less in smaller places or even if the shows drew it was just like here in the north carolina virginia area west virginia like there's no real internet fan base people aren't watching the shows this is pre IWTV and everything so chikara was the first time race jackson had been exposed to a wider audience and it's like oh wow it's like there's a reality of like strangers talking trash about you on the internet that it's hard like um race jackson's partner hype rockwell was not as good about just like you can't respond like it's not good for anybody to respond and that being said some of the criticism was plenty valid i watched race jackson matches and i'm like that guy is super unlikable i don't know how he would have been cheered anyway but it all worked out no but
0: i remember was- i remember that era That was. i remember that era of like fandom fondly of like people like trying to figure out like who's in the ant colony and like all that you know like that like that kind of internet era like so i uh no that's cool that's really good cool. and that just speaks to like how long you've been in the game man like i mean this is what uh, i uh, almost 15 years now
2: when you yeah so i mean uh i started training at the very end of my uh junior year of high school so yeah it's literally now half of my life i've been falling down <laughs> Oh man!
3: I look. This is this is fascinating to me. I was not aware of the the race and stuff and, and learning of this. So is this a message board thing? Is this what I'm?
0: No, no. Well, so what I'm kind of saying. Well, there were there were this these conversations and stuff like happening.
2: From,
0: so I don't know. That's
2: kind of hard to. Board <laughs> was called. It was like the 101 forums or something. Like that. Yeah.
0: And yeah. On, and even since then, I bet even if you were to go to like, I don't know, if I pulled it up right now. I went to cage match and just looked at, like, oh. <laughs> like, you can just look at cage match comments right now. I, I called, yeah, I can look right now. And there's people that are like, the, the right here. The, shout out to Dan Talks Wrestling from uh, a comment in May of 2019. The former Race Jackson has improved leaps and bounds over the last few years, and it's since <laughs> switching. Um, uh, got a totally reverse course on this guy. The whole Race Jackson stuff was bad, but as Logan Easton LaRue
2: and allegedly blank, he's been killing it. So it's like, that's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If you go on that cage, man, like any uh, Chikara reviews from like 2014 to 2016, there's a lot of ones that'll be like all positive about the show. And then something about like, I just hate race Jackson. Like kind of unrelated. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for like
0: talking about that today. Cause I'm sure there's a lot of fans that would like want to know about kind of the history with, with you and these gimmicks and stuff. So.
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: I'm, I'm always happy to talk yes. about it. Or allegedly, you know, you know who these people are at the very least. So that's. that's... <laughs> um, oh, uh,
3: if I say it, go, go ahead, Jason.
0: And I was going to ask Ernie, like, um, because I know you got, you know, a bunch of other stuff going on with Fight Pro. Um, is there any other like big names, big matches, anything you wanted to throw out there, like for the Fightful audience that's watching this today?
1: Yeah. So like you said, June 25th is uh, is our season finale. It's a double header event. Um, we split we split the show in half. So first first half of the show is one event. It's called Multiman Mayhem or the M three. It's going to be an annual event. It's where we uh, where we let the rules go a little bit more. Uh, we maybe have a couple more scramble matches or a couple four ways, and the winners of those matches basically uh, earn the opportunity to either get a contract. Uh, for season two and be a part of the draft and have to secure their position. Or for some, if they're in singles matches, they have the option to either secure their spot in the division or maybe even try and become a contender and compete for our inaugural championships, which are going to be crowned in the second half of the show, which is going to be called Rise of Champions. And there you'll see the main event is for the hybrid championship. It is uh, Rhett Titus and Logan Easton LaRoe. Um, We also have our grapplers division uh, championship, which will have the suplex queen, Tiny Tenali, uh, going up against the greatest damn woman, Gia Scott. And uh, we also have our tag team division uh, title match, which is going to be Anthony Bennett from the Cruiserweight Classic and his partner, Tony Leanda, uh, taking on Dog Nation, Alan Clayball and Sage Matthews. Um, not only that, we're also going to have uh, delirious uh, wrestling the only Brazilian jiu jitsu black belt world champion, Mushmaster Tim Spriggs. And we will have right now, I announced it today, it'll be the savage gentleman, Victor Benjamin, taking on the ace of space LSG. And plus, there's going to be more matches announced as the, as the <clears throat> weeks come.
0: Yeah, I uh, I know there's like I'll, I'll give a shout out to a, a good friend of the show that I know that you have uh, done some work with recently, Vinny Pacifico. What is yes. it like bringing in Vinny? Because uh, it was cool to see him on the
3: YouTube channel.
1: <laughs> well, uh, Vinny may get the boot. He was supposed to be on this last show, but when I saw that he's dipping his raviolis in ketchup, I uh, I think I may have to <laughs> call it quits on Vinny. No, Vinny know. will actually be a part of the show too. Um, we haven't announced his match yet. Working with Vinny is. Uh, it's a lot of fun because he's very high energy. Um, He's also good friends with Rhett and came highly recommended. And um, he's got a personality, man. And again, you know, the goal in fight was to see these characters thrive um, under rule, under rule sets. And I think we really see that in this, uh, in this first season. Um, I, I couldn't be happier with, the team we've put together, the talent, you're going to see production value like no other. I mean, I have i have scoured uh, IWTV stuff, even Fight, the Fight app, I've scoured looking for stuff that is remotely close to what we have. Our production quality is second to none. My team, uh, Trinavis Production, um, my backstage hand, Kevin Wood, and my creative producer, Jason Heat, really really put together an incredible incredible production quality whether it be storytelling or whether it be the the visual that you're going to see week to week on on uh, IWTV
3: I got to ask about Prince Nana and the shrimp <laughs> cocktails how much of the shrimp cocktails flowing at, at these events with Prince Nana being the owner of the company
2: You
1: know shrimp cocktail is flowing every single time I see this man We um We were thinking about actually doing a, um, a embassy VIP exclusive ticket where you would not only sit with Prince Nana, but you would have shrimp cocktail on ice, ready to eat with Prince Nana. I thought what an experience that would have (laughs) been.
3: That's a, (laughs) really good. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. Yeah. But you know, Prince Nana really, um, without him, I don't think this happens, you know, Uh, There were countless times after ring of honor shows way back when I, when I used to work there and um, we would just be in diners and we'd be talking about what we could do. And here we are now with fight pro. And um, I really think we have something special here. And I, I implore anybody to really give this a shot because these guys, you know, whether it was Logan, Rhett, Vinny, Moses, all these guys that have, that have sacrificed their time to make this something it's it's going to be something special i truly believe that this is this is not your regular independent wrestling show this is this is an actual tv product which we hope someday grows into something bigger
2: yeah if i can add on to what ernie said i totally agree with everything i think the production is truly like outrageously good um and also just the roster is like there's there's so much knowledge with veteran independent wrestlers. And then, like you said, the Mushmaster, Tim Spriggs, like if that guy's not signed within the next six months to 12 months, and there's plenty of people like the roster, I think like Matt Quay is a fantastic wrestler. Yeah. Devontae is a fantastic wrestler. And uh, a lot of these guys, as good as they are, they might not always be on the, uh, the big streams that are happening. And Oh, oh
3: it just happened.
2: Oh, okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> that, that, might, that might have been me on Asinine, but No worries. Yeah, but I think uh, a lot of these guys on the roster, you might not always see them on the GCW stream or that, like post-COVID, I don't know that the streams are as, as popular as they once were, but this is a, a crazy good roster. Just like almost, not even almost, I would say every single person on the roster, you could pluck out and put them on TV on monday or wednesday or friday and i don't think they would stand out as being just an indie guy or anything like that no very
0: cool well and speaking of that logan as we kind of wrap up i I did want to ask you you know speaking of these like bigger promotions and stuff like do you have aspirations of working you know for any of those companies AEW, WWE, anything like that and also is there (laughs) is there any like dream matches like bucket list matches that you you still have on your list that you want to you know check off before you're done
2: yeah, I mean, if somebody hands me a contract, I'd be happy to sign it. I don't know how much. Long... Oh, <laughs> I don't know how much longer. Uh, Rematches. I wrestled Chris Daniels last month, and I'd wrestled Jay Lethal last year. I'd like to keep crossing off former Ring of Honor champions, if possible. Uh, on top of the all-time dream match would be Jeff Hardy. I don't know how possible that is now. It is trying to think who else. The indies are like, it is, it's just so different from when I started or even like when I joined Shakar, It's just like, guys are really like overnight, and girls too obviously, are like overnight sensations now. And it's cool to some degree and it's, uh, maybe could use a little more seasoning, but it is really cool to see just like how quickly people can blow up and how good like, I mean, just almost any indie show you go to. When I started, there were so many shows. It'd be like, six matches of chin lock duck Two, clothesline and that was like the high spot of the show and now it's like every single show like everybody's just awesome like just great wrestlers all i think as wrestlers and as fans to some degree we're almost spoiled with how good good wrestling is there's still things missing and i i think that fight actually provides something that is missing which is the the weekly episodic television with real stories and the sports presentation. Not every match has three bumps and a dive and all that kind of stuff. It, it's been wild even just seeing the progression
0: of, of IWTV. Like, cause I remember, and I know you do too, cause I remember you competing for the powerbomb.tv title back when it was powerbomb.tv. So like, I, so like there was, um, I but I remember thinking then it was like, Wait, what? They're like actually going to consolidate like a lot of these indie companies and put them all on one platform for? Yeah. You know, I think it was still only ten dollars a month at the time, and um, and now obviously there's a lot there's becoming a lot of streaming options, but that's with everything. That's with like what's happening with Netflix, what's happening yeah. Twitch. Is you know, it's it's it it just it's the natural progression of how things happen. But IWTV is a is something I really stand behind. Um, I'm a real big fan of Dylan Hales and a lot of the people that are like behind the scenes there. I think they do great work. Um, and uh. And I think it's really cool that you are a part of, of, of IWTV for this for this series, because um, especially for you, Logan, like I just said, seeing the progression of like where you came from, where there there was no independent wrestling, really even on the inner. Like when you started maybe at best, like ROH, I pay per view, like, yeah, you'd be, like the tippy top of wow. what you could, you know, and then uh, and yeah. to, to, to now from that to TV and IWTV to where the, the landscape is now. I think it's cool that you get to be a part of all that.
2: Yeah, definitely, and especially like you said with that that iPay review, that growth of the independent. There's no AEW without that, either. You know, and what WWE is now, I don't think that exists without that iPay, that internet wrestling culture really taking off. I love Dylan too and Jerry. So shout out yeah. to both. <laughs> yeah, good people over I, there at IWTV. Absolutely. Yeah. Did they give y'all like a promo code or anything
0: that y'all want to plug? Or obviously y'all can well, plug. Well, actually, before that, I apologize. We have a question we ask everybody, and it's kind of hard. I think y'all might be in a good spot, maybe, to do this. We ask everybody the coolest thing in their rooms. If you guys are able to like show us something cool that's in the room that you're in or in your house, we don't mind you getting up and showing us. Yes,
1: uh, I'm, I'm in my kitchen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my what's that? What's that behind you, Ernie,
1: in the in the uh, frame? So my wife and I, because we have a four-year-old and a two-year-old, so it's hard for us to go on dates every now and then. But when we do, I bought us uh, our framed adventures. And what you do is you, you scratch it off and you do whatever the adventure tells you to do. And then you put a little picture in there and you create a memory out of it. And it's supposed to actually be a bunch of pictures, which we haven't really gotten around to doing. Everything's still blank. So we've only scratched off one. Hopefully we're gonna get that done this uh June twenty sixth on her birthday. But uh yeah that's uh that's our framed adventures. Nothing net.
3: <laughs> oh, that's cool. Look yeah. I as you know we we're talking a little bit off air about kids. As someone also with kids, I love this idea because I think we've had like one date over the past, you know, we've been married since October and there ain't been many dates because kids are kids are kids what are you gonna do right was it was it to see fast 10
0: was that the one date? yeah fast fast 10 i took her to see fast 10 yeah Yeah.
3: my
1: my wife god bless her she is she is very supportive through this whole thing but she probably wants to kill me with as much time as i spend for nana trying to do everything because again you know I'm uh, he he's doing his AEW stuff so he's got me doing the calls to Dylan he's got me doing <laughs> the media stuff he's got me you know whatever it is the I have watched these shows about a hundred million times and I cannot wait till I get to sit down in front of IWTV and actually watch it as a fan finally
3: <laughs> yes. the, the wives are the true stars around especially they are. When, when when you when kids are involved the wives are the true stars when it comes to pursuing passions and dreams yeah
2: they truly are <laughs> Logan, what's the coolest thing you got? All right. Ernie did the romantic thing, so <laughs> I'll, I'll get a picture of me and my wife in the corner over here, but that's the basement where she makes me keep all of my cool stuff. Uh, my two Batmans here. The oh, nice. Batman. Batman, love it. And then uh, my first AEW match was against Tony Nice. I don't know if you can see, but yeah, i the missile dropkick on him. Uh, awesome. My wife, actually, she's not super... Uh, into the wrestling, but she did get the, me that picture framed, so she supports it a little bit.
0: <laughs> that's that's awesome. That, that's a that's a great picture there, and we like the Batman stuff too. I'm, I'm a big fan of the collectibles. If you can't tell, behind me, I got much like, action figures. And stuff, <laughs> yeah. So. Um. Very cool. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any um, other questions before we uh, get all the plugs and stuff out there?
3: No, I was going to let you guys, you know, whatever you have to plug where everybody can can find it. Like Jensen mentioned, if there's any type of promo code or anything, whatever you got to, to put out there to plug, the, the floor is yours. Uh, Logan, you want to go first?
2: Sure. Uh, nothing too exciting. Uh, VCW this weekend coming up on June 3rd down in um, at ODU in Norfolk, Virginia. Uh, there's two shows that should be good, uh, and then two weeks after that, I don't know if I can make this official yet, but I might be in Cleveland, Ohio, against an old friend, and then obviously at the end of the month, June 25th, Fight Pro.
3: I'm sorry you have to come to Cleveland. That sucks.
2: <laughs> we'll see. We'll see.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm from Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's why I said it. That's why I said right? it. <laughs> What's that mistake on the lake? Is Cleveland? Is that right? Something like that, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's not. It's you know, Ohio's Ohio. What are you? What are you gonna do, uh, Ernie? How about you? What? What? What can we put out there? All right.
1: So obviously, please, everyone, go check out June 6th, next Tuesday, starting at seven p.m. every single week on IWTV Fight Pro, and it's gonna start with the Fight Insider. You're gonna see our three round draft. You're gonna get the concept. We're gonna tr- we're gonna do our best to translate everything you guys need to know pertaining to what you're going to experience with Fight Pro and enter the fight in the coming weeks. Um, other than that, you know, uh, we decide, you know, uh, because Nana loves the media so much, <laughs> he wanted to give your, your fans a, uh, a, a 15% discount for tickets uh, for June 25th at the Monster Factory. So if they go to fightpro.com, and they go to grab their tickets or they go to Eventbrite and they go to grab their tickets. They just got to put in fight with two T's spotlight. All in all, capital, all one word. Fight with two T's and spotlight. That'll get them 15% off on any tickets they choose to purchase. Nice. That's awesome. We appreciate yeah, that. Cool. Thank, tell yeah.
3: Prince Nana. We said thank you for
1: that. Amen. And then, you know, there's going to be shrimp cocktail too in June 25th. So <laughs> oh. everybody uh, better make their way down. Uh, also just, you know, um, Follow us on on, uh, on social media. You know, on Twitter, it's at FightPro. Pro. Um, same thing with Instagram at Fight Pro and uh, Fight Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, more followers we get, the better this is going to be. And again, we're just very grateful to be on here. I'm very grateful for the fans that are going to experience this. And uh, this is going to be a great show. I really, really feel like this is going to be something special that everybody's going to be talking about for years to come.
3: We, we, we appreciate you guys joining us and I'm, I'm sold on it. I love the concept on it. I hope it works. Uh, I hope it is successful. And guys, all the information, everybody listening to this, watching this, all the information is down below in the description. You can click on any of the links right there, uh, whether it's a social media links, whether it's to buy the tickets, um, whether it's use the the promo code on the checkout. So check out all of that in the link below, check out the show when it is on IWTV as well uh, premieres on June 6th and then the big show on June 25th. Everyone go check it out. Ernie, Logan, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for joining us here. Guys, we'll be right back here on the spotlight.